0: Welcome to the Thinking Like a Boss podcast. I'm your host, Kate Krakow, author, therapist, and business mindset coach. In just 20 minutes a week, I'm gonna coach you to your breakthrough, whether you're folding laundry, walking the dog, or in the school pickup line. It's hard to chase your dreams, chase clients, and chase littles at the same time. Your inner critic doesn't have to hold you back anymore. Together, we'll make you the boss of your brain so you can become the confident boss of your business and your life. Ready for your weekly mindset makeover? Let's turn your limiting beliefs into limitless opportunity starting now. Welcome to episode 188 of the Thinking Like a Boss podcast. I'm back to finish the episode that I started last week. Last week, I talked in episode 187 a little bit about this sisterhood event that was at my church and, um, how I really felt God saying your dreams are no longer dead. If you have not listened to that episode yet, go ahead, listen to that first and then come back to this one. I hope that you were encouraged. I hope if you're in that season of feeling lost, not having any clarity, not knowing which steps to take next, feeling just confused and conflicted and, um, overwhelmed by the choices or the lack of choices that you will just have a little bit of faith to hold on a little bit longer because God always comes through and he always comes through in his timing. It's never our timing. Okay. So without further ado, let's get started on this episode 188 with this whole weekend that I had at my church. Um, I felt like God, I don't know, I'm not sure where you're leading me next. I have no idea. And when I thought about my business, my business of coaching female business owners, I just felt like, God, you know, it was something that I loved and I cherished, but I got very sucked into. And to be perfectly honest, the years that I did it, As much as I want to say I had a good work-life balance toward the end of it, it still would take up my mind and I would spend a lot of time on social media and that pressure because when you own a business, you have to be visible. You've got to be present and I just feel, especially in this season of being home with my kids and homeschooling and the season of growing my relationship with my husband to deeper levels. I just don't want to be online. And all I kept thinking of and this is this will lead me to the invitation I'm going to give you today is God. Over this last year, you have revealed so much to me. I've lost my business, but I've gained so much. For a very long season, I felt extremely lonely and extremely isolated because for many years I had business in common with my friendships, right? So, being a part of the online business world, I was either working or socializing and talking business with my business friends. And then, when that sort of stripped from under you, You feel like, what do you have left? Right? So I lost several friendships and it was just natural for that to happen. And that's okay. Um, but I kept praying, God, I just want to meet new friends. I don't know where to start. We went back and forth, me, we meaning my husband and I back and forth. Um, do we move? Maybe New York is not the place for us. The South out West, there are bigger churches, meaning maybe bigger opportunities with social groups. Um, I feel like I'm just sort of doing this alone. And yes, over last summer, I was slowly starting to, to meet other homeschool families, um, to find other groups, but I just still in the fall was feeling pretty isolated. Um, You know, I'm like, all right, I'm home with my kids all day. I'm schooling them. I've got some of these groups, but I just don't know if I fit in or, um, if this is the right thing for me. And I felt lost. Like, where do I even make friends? And we actually took a road trip. And you guys probably remember me talking about this at some point in November to Tennessee, because I was really set on, maybe this is the place for us near Nashville We went and stayed with my bestie, my biz bestie Kelsey, visited her. I got to see the amazing Casey who edits these podcasts for me and has done so much work for me in my business. And there I just also, I felt an even more empty feeling. I loved the idea of it. The place and the towns were beautiful, but I felt even emptier there. And I just felt like it wasn't going to be for us. And then our everybody got sick on the trip but me. And the kids were like, we hate Tennessee. We never want to go back. It was the worst. We got so sick there. So then I was like, great. Now what do we do, you know? And then out of nowhere, I felt like God just started placing these people in my life. And, um, these new opportunities for deeper relationships with people just sort of sprang up out of nowhere. Um, and that was my prayer in the fall. And those friends of mine who are very close to me know that because I would literally send the messages crying. Like, I feel like I have no friends and, you know, over the pandemic and stuff, we lost some friends and, um, am just like. feel like I have no one who like gets me and those friends thankfully I'm so grateful they prayed and they prayed and they prayed for healthy friendships to come into my life um for people to support me and um you know I don't know what I would do for those praying friends who were doing that for me and now like we know we're staying in New York and yes we don't like the politics or what goes on here but We love the state. It's beautiful. I love the weather. Um, and we have amazing people in our lives to literally break bread with, right? To bake and break bread with. And going through that season of intense loneliness, I really felt God saying like, is there a way that you can be that person for others? And I'm like, I can't like, like, well, I don't know. How am I going to do this? So I like had text one of my f- homeschool friends and I said, you know, I have this desire in my heart to like, maybe do this. Like, I keep having this vision of my parents' barn and like, maybe we'll do like a homeschool mama's night and we'll watch like the wild and free conference together and plan that. And, um, nothing ever came of it. I just didn't move forward with it. And, but it's still been on my heart. And then another mama was like, do you think like you would start any of those Bible studies again that you used to do? And you know, I'm like, yeah, I could do that. But then I just felt like, all right, that's sort of limited, you know, like maybe I can have 12 women at tops, but I want to reach more. There's more out there. And then like, how am I going to pick who's going to be in it? And then at Brooks conference, the sisterhood conference at church, uh, a friend came up to me, Veronica, and said, "If you ever start those business meetups again, because I used to do the quarterly business meetups, um, and we'd have like thirty women, it was incredible, and there always new people would come every time." She was like, "If you ever do those business meetups again, let me know." And then someone else had said that to me too recently. And then I'm driving the day of the day of or the day after the conference, and I get this vision in my head of gathering women and gathering women of faith and women of, um, different generations. So I have this vision of young girls because that was the other thing. As we said, my husband and I were, I was like, maybe we need to move South or West where there's larger churches. And, um, You know, the kids, although, you know, our church has a wonderful youth group for the older kids and a wonderful kids program on Sundays for the younger kids. I don't know. Maybe we need to find something even bigger than that. Like I'm, you know, just living out of fear. Like maybe we need something more for them. So then I have this vision and I'm like, I'm supposed to gather young women, women in their twenties. Women are in their 30s, their 40s, their 50s, or 60s. And I'm thinking of my next door neighbor who's in her 90s. And I'm like, I don't know if she knows Jesus. There's so many women and so many people who are confused right now. And they're feeling isolated. They're feeling like they don't know what to believe. They don't understand where the world is going. Where the agendas are going. And they're living in this place of fear. And I kept feeling like I've been praying and praying, God, show me my next book. And I keep hearing him say, like, it's not your time yet. Like, you need to live it more before you write the next one. And it's so funny because my husband is such a wise man. And he said, I said, I really want to write another book this year. This is when we were going over our New Year's resolutions. And he said, maybe this is not your year of writing your next book. Maybe this is your year of living your next book. And I was like, I didn't want to hear you say that, but I really feel like that's true. And part of this over the last several months is last year, a friend's, um, shared her sourdough starter with me. And ever since then I've been baking bread and sharing bread with people, dropping bread off, sharing starter with people. And it sounds so silly, but doing these little like tutorials for people or demonstrations, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, having our homeschool community in my home to bake bread together and to teach families how to bake bread. Bread is a love language. I mean, I don't know about you, but I think anyone like being gifted warm bread Like you just feel warm and fuzzy inside after. And it's not just that. This is a bread sourdough. And I will do a podcast episode on this in the future. But sourdough has many nutritional benefits. And the beauty has been, and you're probably like, where the heck are you going with this? But so many families that I've baked bread for or baked bread with and taught, they now are saying my loved ones who used to break out in rashes from gluten, can now eat this bread and they're fine because it's fermented and there's probiotics in it. It's living. So God has just shown me, like, I'm living out this next book. I don't know what this next book's going to be, but I, you know, I've outlined and I've come to this theme of, I created this course a year over a year ago called Ferocity Over Fear. Um, And the premise of it is to stop living your life out of fear and start living it with ferocity, which is the feeling of confidence and bold confidence that God gives us to move forward and to not get stuck and to be okay with what's coming next. And I feel like I want to gather women. And this was on my heart after the conference to gather women of multiple generations, multiple faiths of gather women who don't have faith and are living in fear. And they're not sure where they're supposed to go in life to be that place where women can find community and find sisterhood because when I ran my business meetups, there would always be women that were like, oh, I'm interested, but I don't have a business. And I would say, just come still. Maybe you'll be inspired to start a business. Or I've heard of people who were like, these homeschool co-ops sound amazing, but I'm not a homeschooler. That's so cool that you get to meet people and build a community that way. So why not build community with multiple generations in multiple places of life? Maybe it's a college student. Maybe it's someone working a nine-to-five and has a hard time. They don't know where to find friends, where to meet friends. Maybe church doesn't feel like a place that you're ready to go into right now. Maybe you've been hurt in the past, but this is a place where you can come and you can be with other women and you can also experience God. And that's what this is all about is experiencing God. So I had this vision of my parents' barn and I quickly messaged my good friend, Corey Beth, and said, I, I feel like I have this, this call in my heart to do this, but I, I don't like speaking in front of a lot of people. Um, I'm, not, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a preacher. I don't know how to do this. And she said, wow, I have goosebumps. I'm in the car right now with our friend Sarah. Sarah. And we both had the same exact call in our heart to do this. And then it turned out our other friend Josie did as well. And God, literally, we all were together at this conference. Um, God put this on each one of our hearts at the same exact time. That there are women out there who need Jesus. They need meaning. They need purpose. They need community. They feel lost. They feel isolated like I did. They are going through painful, painful situations. They don't have maybe friends or good friends to turn to. The people in their life don't understand them. They don't accept them for their choices. And they need to find good people. So this idea was sparked. And we decided to call it, Corey Beth and uh, Sarah came up with a beautiful title or name of it called Being Spark in the Valley in the, so Spark in the Hudson Valley, Spark in the Valley is the name of this. And once a month, we are going to be hosting these gatherings that are for all women, all generations. And we literally threw together our first one, had 30 women. And it was such a powerful night. There were women as young as I think, College age. There were women there who were grandmothers, women of all different walks, different places in their lives. We talked about loss, we talked about suffering, and we worshiped together. And we have opened it up. We have all of our summer dates. Once a month, we're going to be meeting. And the next one, thankfully, we ha- we're doing it in one of our friends' yards with a tent. Um, because we think a lot of women are going to come and all I can say is we're like, thank you, Jesus, because we have no idea what we're doing, but he knows what he's doing and we are just here to just be a vessel and to just put this together and hold the space and let him show up because again, none of us are preachers or pastors or trained speakers to do this but God is just making it happen. So I was in charge of writing our mission statement and all of that stuff. You guys know I love writing and finding our scripture verse. And I found the most beautiful verse in the Passion Translation. So, you know, there are multiple translations of the Bible and some people will argue this translation is the best or this one is the right one and that one is the wrong one but they're all different. And I found this verse first in the Passion Translation, and then I put it into my Bible, which is the King James Version. And it was very different in the King James Version. However, once I broke down all of the words, because I have this Bible that has commentary in it, and it breaks down every word line by line, um, in the different translations of Greek and Hebrew and the Greek and Hebrew translations of the new King James version of this verse is exactly what they have put together for the passion translation, which I thought was really cool because to be perfectly honest, I've always loved the passion translation, but I'm like, who who translated this? Like, where are they finding these words, right? Because it's good to question things. Um, however, the words that they chose, at least in these verses of second Timothy chapter one, are the exact words that are translated from the Greek in the Hebrew meaning of the verses that will, you will read in pretty much any other Bible. So I'm going to read this Timothy, second Timothy chapter one, verse six. I am writing to encourage you to fan into a flame and rekindle the fire of the spiritual gift God imparted to you when I laid my hands upon you. For God will never give you the spirit of fear, but the Holy Spirit who gives you mighty power, love and self-control. So never be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor be embarrassed over my imprisonment, but overcome every evil by the revelation of the power of God. He gave us resurrection life and drew us to himself by his holy calling on our lives. And it wasn't because of any good we have done, but by his divine pleasure and marvelous grace that confirmed our union with the anointed Jesus even before time began. And it just goes on and on. It's such a beautiful chapter. But essentially, what Paul urges us to do in this chapter is to fan the flame, which is the spiritual gifts that each one of us have in our own life. To fan the flame and to keep those spiritual gifts going. And by not coming into community, by not being with other women and other believers, that spark will go out. That flame will die. And this is why it's so important that we have each other, that we join together to speak life into one another's lives, that we speak hope into one another's lives. Because without that, that spark will die and it will be gone And as soon as that's gone, life no longer has meaning. So this is our mission of SPARK is to bring women together of all generations to fan that flame for one another, to speak life, to speak encouragement, to show hope, and to build one another up to learn and understand what our spiritual gifts are. And maybe your gift is baking bread for someone to encourage someone who's feeling really down. Maybe it's sending kind words to someone through a text message. Maybe it's running a fitness class to encourage people and to bring physical healing to people. Maybe it's helping people out. I don't know, whatever it is, we all have spiritual gifts. And we hope that these meetings will help build those gifts and make it really clear what those gifts are and what you're supposed to go and do with them. And to be bold about it. I know in the past, it's been hard for me to be bold, but I feel like our time is ticking. We don't have a lot of time left. So we have no choice. We've got to be bold. So that was one piece that I got from this weekend. The other piece, and I'm not going to share a ton about it right now, but is that I'm supposed to keep this work going somehow. And um, one of those things is I'm going to start leading a boundaries group at my church. I'm so excited about it. Um, I'll be sharing more about that. I'm going to eventually, I'm not sure when the time will come, um, but in time I'm going to start doing therapy sessions again just a little bit at a time. Um, I really feel like I have a gift in that place. And um, it served me so well in the business world. And I still do business coaching sessions. I actually have one with a friend tonight. I do it with friends who have businesses because I love it. However, I don't want to have to do all of the marketing and all of that stuff like I used to do. And The business world is very saturated these days, and unless you are out there being visible like I taught, it's very difficult to just keep a business going. So most likely I'm going to be doing some therapy sessions or life coaching, whatever you want to call it, um, to just help people make decisions and move forward. I know that's a gift that God gave me, and I feel like I need to be using it again. Um, But this other piece from the conference was that I felt God saying, and again, I don't really have a business right now, but I felt him saying to go to Brooks event in November out in California. And I'm like, you know, back when I had a business, I was very strategic about investments that I made about who investments in coaching or business expenses. And I would take a lot of thought and conversation with my husband and pros and cons of making these next big business investments. And, um, this conference that she's going to be running in California is a pretty big business investment. And guys, I'm not making any money right now because I'm not running my business right now. We are, you know, living on one salary and, um, we have to be very careful with our money at the moment because we've made other business investments and, um, in buildings and such. So, you know, we have we are being very frugal with what we have. And I've really felt God saying, you need to go to this event. And I said, God, I feel like I'm supposed to go. I'm not sure how I'm going to pay for it, but wouldn't it be really cool if you could come through and deliver that money that I need to go to this somehow? And what I thought of was, I've been fighting for about a year now with the insurance company to get coverage or to get, I should say, reimbursement for something that we had approval for, a medical device that we had for Charlie that was many thousands of dollars. I've literally been fighting like hours upon hours of calls, my doctor's office calling, writing letters for us of something that was approved that they then decided to deny. And... Um right around the time of this conference, I had gotten news that there pretty much was not, they weren't like, we're sorry that we told you we approved it, but there's a glitch in the system and there's no approval. There's no longer any approval. And I said, I'm not taking no for an answer. I want to speak to a supervisor. And I want you to pull every recording because I know you have all of these calls recorded. And I want you to hear every representative that I spoke to who said this was 100% covered. Um, and it took a lot of fighting. And down to the last minute, I really thought, I really doubted whether we would get this reimbursement. It was a big investment we had to make. Um, But it was a red light therapy device that really, really helped her skin over the winter and the fall, the cold weather months that she couldn't be outside sleeveless or shirtless. And just today, I received a letter in the mail with a check that they covered it, that there was a glitch in the system and they messed up and for whatever reason told us They were going to cover it, but maybe weren't supposed to cover it. And because they had promised over many phone calls and many hours of conversation that they would cover it, that they had to cover it. And, um, I'm like, thank you, Jesus, for the perseverance, for my patience with these representatives, (laughs) because it was a long road, almost a year of fighting this week after week after week thank you, God, you made a way when it felt like, all right, I'm taking this leap of faith and I feel like I'm supposed to go out there and I'm not really sure again or yet why I'm supposed to go out there in November, um, but I feel like I'm really supposed to. So I have my ticket and I'm going and God provided. So wrapping this up today, a couple things. Number one, if you live in the Hudson Valley and you want to be involved in something like this, um, in this movement and in this once a month gathering, please send me a message. Okay. Um, I will send you an invitation with the details. And then for those of you who are not local, maybe ask yourself, what can I do to make a difference? Is it sending a text message to someone who gets it and says, I really needed this today because I was just about to give up. And your text message came at just the right time. Is it baking bread for someone and dropping it off? Is it just complimenting a perfect stranger and just saying like, I love your outfit or you're so kind. Thank you for holding the door for me. Um, What is it that you can do to make a difference? Is it just being more patient with your kids when you feel like you want to kick and scream and put them on timeout? Um, I'm not saying that timeout's wrong because sometimes you do need to put them on timeout, but sometimes your kids just need a hug too. We experienced that here this morning. Sometimes they just need a hug. They just need to know that they're loved. So thank you for listening today. I'm not sure what our next episodes are going to be, where this is going to go. But if you have any ideas, please send them to me. And one last thing I want to leave you with because Brooke said this and um, I said this prayer out loud and is already starting to come back. She said, say this prayer, God, please put me on the hearts of the women or the people that I'm supposed to do business and life with, okay? And I said that prayer many times during that conference. And not only did God put me on the heart of my three other friends who, were, who created Spark together, Um, But he put me on the heart of this woman to co-lead this boundaries group with me. And I know he's going to put me on the heart of a publisher to write this next book. And that's my prayer. And I'm saying that out loud to hold myself accountable. And so that you guys can see the miracle of when it happens. Um, It's actually a prayer that I've been saying for about a year now. Before I've even heard someone say this prayer out loud. But God... Put me on the heart of a publisher who wants somebody to write this book that I don't really know what I'm writing yet. So I want to urge you to start saying that prayer out loud and to ask God to put you on the hearts of people who need to be your friends, people who need you in their life, people who need you to work in their business, people who need you in their uh, corporation or whatever it might be. All right, I'll talk to you guys soon. Hey, friends, make sure you subscribe so you can receive the latest episode automatically downloaded wherever you are listening to this show. We also read every single review. So make sure you let us know what you thought about today's episode by leaving a review. Love ya.